It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Looks over the middle, second guesses, fires, throws, does he make the catch in the end zone? Yes! Touchdown! Oladipo to win it! Another one! He got another it! One! Another one! Another one! Huge hole! He's at the 30! He's gonna go! 10, 5, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor! Galloway finds Rob Finnessy, who fires the three, and... Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios, here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. Welcome aboard another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio, of course, coming to you here on this Tuesday, December 20th. Is that right? You nailed it. Just five days to Christmas. Man. I am going, I'm dreaming of a warm Christmas. <laughs> you just can't, we can't go, we can't go full show without you getting some sort of serenade in. Yeah, my, my daughter loves that. <laughs> I'm sure she, all of the, all, everybody, all the listeners, viewers, they all love it too. Everybody, yes. It's, it's just a joy. It's a treat. It's, it's, you can't, you can't keep that in. I, How's I everybody doing? Crosby on the other line there. Exactly. Jim Coyle along with you, Dustin Schutte. Welcome aboard Indiana Sports Beat Radio, of course. Brought to you by our great friends from Andy Moranda, the Bloomington, and the Endeavor Hospitality Wow Club. Uh, make sure you go to the Endeavor Hospitality Wow Club. Sign up uh, for the Wow Club. They are a proud sponsor of Value Athletics. Start earning Wow rewards today to great places like BB's or Southern Stone, where you find the Inside Indiana Coaches Show. But uh, I'm missing BB's already. This is my BB's bacon, man. It's just not the same without it. Uh, let's see. Only four unbeaten teams remaining in college basketball. Utah State goes down last night. so And then there were four. And, then and, there there's, were- and there's still one winless team. I believe California is still winless to my knowledge. Oh boy. I'm going to have to check that out. I did not know we still had a winless team, but guess who was one of the, the four undefeated teams? Uh, let's see. Purdue, Mississippi state, Yukon, uh, New Mexico, New Mexico. Okay. That was, uh, that was Richard Patino. How about that? A little, a little new life for him out uh, in the West Desert. But two of those teams, though, UConn and Purdue, that's, those are teams you got to keep an eye on, man. Yeah. Teams well, that can do something. And they, uh, uh, UConn made, made a little 
headway in the the number one ranking area. I mean, they gave Purdue a little run for their money. I know it's all voting, but uh, I think they closed the gap. There was only 20, 20 votes difference between the two teams. So uh, I think right now Purdue's probably got the stronger resume, but UConn looks – I mean, they look pretty good. They've they've got some good wins. They haven't, uh, they haven't really – play uh beaten anybody of note but um they they look really good i mean they they're in that category with arizona kansas um purdue i mean it's they're they're a fun team to watch and they're definitely one to keep an eye on yeah it's uh looking forward to uh seeing how it bears down and the big 10 season about to get underway uh, indiana has two more games uh to get under their belt tonight is one of those and then uh, one more at the end of the week, I think, on Friday. And then they're off for two weeks, as uh, Don mentioned yesterday, which is crazy. I, I don't, I, I can't remember, I don't remember a time where there's been that much of a break. Uh, and right. Why would you want that? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting scheduling thing we got going on here with Indiana because and and I can't you know Don didn't seem to be a big fan of it from the perspective of you got to go two weeks without playing a game but at the same time this is also a team that clearly needs to to be in the, in the practice facility um working on some things because these past couple games have not gone well I understand they've been hit with injuries they played some really good teams but the lack of fight they showed throughout the entire game against Kansas. And then, you know, to come out flat against Arizona a week ago uh, and, and dig yourself into that, you know, 20 point hole, basically um, you, they've got to work on getting faster starts. They got to work on what they're doing defensively. Got to figure out the shooting. Uh, and I don't know if that's something that's going to happen. Uh, but, I'm, I'm tired of hearing that for six years. <laughs> I mean, six it, years. It, it how, how there's no, you? there's no figuring out shooting. See, that's the thing. There's no figuring out shooting. You either have guys that are capable of hitting shots in games or not, um, consistently at least. And if you don't, that's going to make things just difficult for you. It doesn't matter who you are. I don't. It's just going to make things very, very difficult. But that's just a, a, a story that's too long. It's gone on too long. But uh, – it is what it is, but it's uh, right now. I think it's Purdue's race to lose in the Big Ten. From I mean, yeah. they they have the appearance of the best team in the Big Ten right now. Uh, I, you know, Michigan has fallen off. Of course, they lost a they lost a starter. Indiana now. Uh, I, I, we don't know what the situation is exactly with. Xavier Johnson, but I, I'm I, I'm I tell people I said you know what you should plan for him being out for eight weeks. Yeah, just plan for it. Not that, I, and if it's less than that, boom, great. But I, I would plan for him to be out at least eight weeks. Um, and so Indiana is going to have to now. They just got back to having their their complement of cards at Kansas, and now that's gone again. Uh, so, in addition to Trey Galloway re- remaining in the starting lineup, uh, someone like Tamar Bates is going to have to step up. Uh, I mean, he's a, a more natural three, I guess, but they're just going to you're just going to have to do things. And the depth of this team, 
while they are deep, doesn't look as deep right now because they're not getting their performances from people like Malik Renew. Um, you're not getting a consistent report uh, performance from Trace Jackson Davis, and they have to figure out. Yeah, I just I, the thing I don't understand is he's going to get double teamed. If, if someone does not double team him, I don't know what's wrong with him. The coach is not paying it. The, the coach is not paying attention yeah. because that is the magic formula. If you do it well. Like Kansas did. Kansas did it well. They 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 just they were just they mugged you. You got the ball inside right. and they just mugged people. And but you have to plan for that. And I don't know if Indiana can match that and mimic that in practice. For first of all, and if you can't mimic it, then you're not going to understand how bad it's really going to be. Right. Uh, Indiana, you know, they were Kansas reminded me of Arkansas of old and Roland Richardson, that was 40 minutes of hell that Indiana went yeah. through. That's a great and comparison. Because they didn't stop from the go, from the tip, man. They were just relentless and it stayed that way for the entire way. Um, yeah. Jordan Geronimo, you know, he, he's okay. There's just, it's, and everybody keeps saying, take on starters, put in the reserves, you know, teach them a lesson, give them some time. Who, who, or who are you going to put in that's going to compete against right. these guys? So uh, that's not an answer well, either, but they've got some the, answers to find. One of the things I thought was interesting uh, real quick before we take a break is that I, I thought what Don Fisher said yesterday about maybe some guys aren't happy with their roles, um, that to me – points to some freshmen maybe thinking they were going to come in and do big things right away. Um, and maybe that's not been the case. You've, I don't know that you've got to be ready when your number's called, when your name's called, you've got to be ready, whether you're playing four minutes or whether you're playing 34 minutes. Uh, and I don't think that the problem is this team does have a lot of depth and it's quality depth, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything if you're not ready to play, if you're not prepared, if you're not energetic and wanting to win when you, when your name's called. And I think, at least over these past couple games, when these guys get punched in the mouth, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, it's been lights out and that's a big problem. We saw it against Rutgers. We saw at least some fight against Arizona, but again, Kansas, that's the effort there is just inexcusable. You can, you can talk about the actual outcome all you want, but the the effort is what's problematic. Absolutely. Uh, We'll get into that more later. Of course, we've got a great lineup for you today as well. Mike DeCourcy from the sporting news Ronnie Kuzer will be along to talk about, uh, he will lament it as well. But, uh, hey, man, it's Christmas. We got to get some uh, fun stuff talking about. Everybody got to you have your Christmas shopping done. That's right. Um, I, I, I didn't mention this, and I should have. I'm size large. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I am totally kidding. Um, Dave could tell. Uh, if you ever get to hear this, thank you so much. I used that Waterburger, that that gift card, gone, baby, gone. The I was able to stop at a Waterburger. I should save this story for later when there's more people on. But I was able to stop at a Waterburger on the way to the airport, leaving the Kansas game, and it was a franchise owned by. Mahomes. Oh wow! Nice. 
I think he was instrumental in bringing them there Could because be. he's Texas Tech guy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good. Yeah, nice. Did not even think of that. But um, yeah, it was funny. But uh, I got my water burger fix. Oh, not only that. Uh, have you ever know? Uh, it may not have happened on here, but there have been several times of someone say, hey, "I'm going someplace." I'm like, "Bring me some water burger." And like, hi, yeah, ha ha ha. I, I brought back. Uh, I, I ordered an extra water burger sandwich to bring back actually, with you. Yes, and I brought it back all the way, and I did not eat it until I was in Indiana. Wow. And I enjoyed every minute of it. It was perfect. Uh, hey, we got lots more coming up here on Indiana Sports B Radio. Of course, brought to you by BB's Market. Man, I, I do miss. I will miss that this Friday. But uh, that BB's bacon is th- the best I've ever had. But uh, they've got a full size bakery that cakes. Pies, the, the most incredible stuff. You go on there. I just like try. I try to walk by it. I try to. I. I, I try, try to. to it. Yeah. I just like. Mm, oh, nothing here. Look. Look away. But uh, we got lots more coming up. Mike DeCourcy is next. We'll be back with it right after this. We'll be right back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in-house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. 
If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from REMAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious, five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is brought to you by Southern Stone Restaurant. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat on a Tuesday. Filling in now for uh, Jim who is uh, apparently enjoying the sun of Florida a little bit. Uh, we're just talking about uh, tonight's game. Indiana will take on Elon. Elon is 2-10 and 10 on the season. We talked about this uh, the other day with, with Don Fisher, and I think one of the things that is going to be uh, what, what we really look for in this kind of game is how does this team respond uh, after really two poor performances uh, in the last two games against Arizona, against Kansas. I think what you want to see is is the effort level, regardless of how they play, how they're shooting. Um, this is going to be a game that they're, they're going to win by, you know, 25, 30 points at least. Uh, Elon's just not going to match up with them well. But you want to see the intensity level. You want to see the, the effort level. Um, <clears throat> much better than what we saw these past couple these past couple games on the road. It'll be nice to be back at Assembly Hall. It'll be back. They'll be back at Assembly Hall. It's going to be interesting to see um, how they respond, knowing that they they have two games here that they're they're they should win uh, with relative ease. But I think Jim, I was just talking about. I think one of the things you want to see in these in these kind of games is is just the intensity level, the effort level after you know basically getting your ass kicked the last two games. Um, and and you've got to go out with the, the kind of intensity that we saw early in the season when they're playing some of these teams that they should dominate. I think you, you, you don't want to see them play the same way they played these last two games. Oh, absolutely not. They have, you have to have the intensity. But even if they do, that just – for me, that's like, all right, great. Then do squat for me. I, I need to see that when they travel to Iowa City – on January 5th, uh, that's, uh, they have to do it against a team that is, is capable of beating them. Kennesaw State and, and Elon, I'm pretty sure that I could take you and three of the players and beat both of those teams. They're not good, not good at all. And so there's no way they're going to put up uh, much of a fight against this team in, in Assembly Hall. So I, I want to see him do it 
not only against an Iowa team, but at yeah. Iowa. Right. At Iowa. That is the test. At Iowa, on the road, in a, an environment that's not easy. With, with me that you, I thought, uh, well, they had the talent, and uh, this is the team. I, I thought, uh, and long said, it was uh, one of the, the Big Ten favorites, one of the favorites to win the Big Ten. I don't, I no longer feel that way. Um, no, and no. It's, there's partly because Purdue's better, Purdue has played better, Purdue has performed better. Um, I sent out a tweet yesterday that, you know, if, if you don't think that Purdue is, is the favorite to win the Big Ten right now, then we just disagree. You know, you, you've got Zach Eady. He's already a three-time Big Ten player of the week this year. But more importantly, they've got two freshman guards that have been three times freshman of the week. Um, someone said, well, they play to be freshmen. I'm like, really? Well, they're playing pretty damn well. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, so is that an, if Indiana plays two freshmen? So, uh, yeah, it just – that didn't make sense to me. But um, – Here's the interesting oh. thing, too, about about Purdue. And here's here's the difference that I think with, with Indiana and Purdue right now, you could say that those two teams have somewhat of a similar makeup in that they want to – they want to go from the inside game and work themselves out. You can – Jim's got a coffee mug that says I can fix it. I'm not convinced uh, that's that's I don't know what that's <laughs> referring to, but you might break it more. Um, I I think I that, that is the, correct. the interesting aspect is you go back to that Nebraska game and even the Davidson game for Purdue. They did the same thing that Rutgers did against Indiana. They did the same thing that Arizona and, and Kansas did, and they doubled Zach Eady. The difference was Purdue found ways to win, and it was ugly, but they found ways to win, and they did it with defense. Indiana has not found ways to win, and they shot the three-point ball relatively well against Arizona. Uh, I know that that first game against Rutgers was without Jalen hood Shafino, but Indiana's got to find some sort of answer because teams are, like you said, Jim, they're going to continue to double Trace Jackson Davis and just say, if they beat us with the three ball, that that's fine because they just there's no – there's no real concern. So how do you how do you attack it? And I think that that two week layoff that they're going to have after these after these two games against Elon and Kennesaw State, that's where you're going to have to figure some things out. And it's going to be tough because you have Iowa on the road um, after after two weeks off. So you're, there's going to be some rust there. But what do you do in those two weeks? What do you look like coming out of those two weeks? I think that's that's going to be the biggest question and might dictate how Indiana's season goes. Yeah, Scott says he's not sure why everyone says they're, they're not shooting very well. Uh, Miller and Trey are both shooting about 47% from three-point, and Johnson and Bates are nearly 40%. I think it's shooting in clutch situations is, is the better way to say it. Uh, you're right, Scott. That's not uh, – and I agree with his next statement. He thinks it's becoming a crutch for Indiana fans to just lean on for instead of just overall bad play. Yeah, I think that, well, but they, the shooting in the Kansas game was horrific, but that was credit to Kansas and Kansas defense. Um, but partly, it's also partly because Indiana did not have a plan or a way to combat the defense that Kansas was putting against them. When, when, 
Indiana's offense runs through Trace Jackson Davis. When that vent, when that vehicle, when that avenue is closed, what are, now what do you do? That's the problem. And not able to hit shots uh, in against good teams. Right. right. That's. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can you, you can shoot well all you want against Elon and Kennesaw State and all these other teams. You've got to do it against the big boys. You've right. got to do it in Ames, in in Iowa City. You've got to do it in West Lafayette. You've got to do it in Ann Arbor. You can't just do it against cupcakes in, in, in Assembly Hall, in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. So, uh, well, I think the biggest concern too is is, and I I agree in that the in the sense that I think we probably do talk a little too much about about the shooting, but when this team looks confused when when uh, Trace Jackson Davis gets double teamed and he can't just go to work. They don't know that's that exactly. Yeah, they don't have a plan. There's a, there yeah. does not seem to be a plan or the ability to execute the plan if there is one. It's yeah. one of the. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, there might be a backup plan in place, and they don't know they they can't execute it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's why. I mean, they they've got a lot of work to do, and that's why I said that. W- you probably want to play a game in that two week period so you don't have all that. No, they're not going to. They're not going to. So you, but. That's going to be a time when they can make some of those adjustments. I mean, you're going in practice. You got Trace Jackson Davis going up against Malik Renu, and you got you've got to figure something out with these double teams because unless teams are going to continue to do it unless you've got an answer for it. And right now, Indiana does not have an answer for it. I don't. Well, I don't I'm not smart enough to know what the answer is going to be, but you've got to figure something out. Yes, they do because uh, a lot of expectations and. Fans are tired. I mean, there was a there was some there was a really good presence of Indiana fans in in Kansas, and but I also think that there's there was also a little bit more. I've, I saw one great suggestion someone made uh, that maybe some of the players should take some of their NIL money and donate to the fans that are driving and following them to all these games ten hours away and. Yeah. And halfway across the country, uh, just kidding. But uh, they are being paid to play now. Yep, you're being paid. So guess what? And hey, I didn't make the rules, but it is what it is. Right, they're being paid to play this game. For well, they're not being paid to play for whomever but they're being paid to play. I, I think it is more than an obligation that you bust your ass and give your all every game you have. And I haven't seen that, that in every game, especially in the big games. And that should not be a thing. When you put on that Indiana uniform, that should be that, – that, that's a requirement. And this is what I've this is what I've talked about too because I still don't think Indiana has this guy. The thing over the past decade that I think has separated Purdue and Indiana primarily is Purdue gets guys that will do the dirty work. They get a guy who doesn't care how many points he scores. They get the guys that are role players. That's Trey Galloway kind of fits into that. Uh, does he though? I mean, I don't think he's. He, I don't. He may not be as successful at it. He's not as successful at it. 
I mean, he does the little things, but yeah, that's definitely the Trey Galloway for the team. He just may, may not be as good as someone else's uh, go-to guy or glue guy, whatever you want to call it. I just I th- I feel like this program has gotten I don't know how else to say it, but uh, Matt Painter's done an excellent job at developing guys. Nobody was talking about Fletcher Lawyer or Braden Smith coming into this season, not one person. And now, like you said, they've been freshman of the week multiple times. You know why? Um, you know why? Uh, they weren't five stars. They weren't. Correct. They weren't this all this big, and they didn't come in with all this fanfare. They didn't come in with big time NIL deals. Right. All they are is two Indiana kids that play the game. Braden Smith wanted to come to IU like you cannot believe, desperately. See? And this this is what I'm talking about because Matt Painter has said multiple times, um, and he's great to listen to, by the way. I love I love both uh, Matt Painter and Mike Woodson. Uh, but he said, we're going to get Purdue guys. We're not, we're not changing our – if that means they're a five-star guy and he's a Purdue guy, great. If he's a two-star guy and he's a Purdue guy, great. I don't – People get so obsessed with the recruiting and, well, we got to get this five-star. we got to get this four-star. It doesn't mean anything if it doesn't fit into what you're trying to do. And Indiana, for the longest time, has not gotten guys in to fit into what they're trying to do. Now, but I don't know I, what, what they were trying it, to do. What is it hard. that they're trying to do? Correct. I don't know what they're trying to do either. But I, th- clearly that's you don't been the issue. It. Right. Because right. Purdue has been the same right. from Gene Katie on. Now, you've gone from... Samson or Davis to Samson to to Crean to Archie Miller and, and now we are here. So there is no ID identification. This team has none. I mean, what is what is this team? What is this team known for right now? Today, what is the team known for? I don't think they're known for anything. No. They're supposed to be it's supposed to be defense, right? We're supposed to be talking about how good this team is defensively. And that's just that's you've got to if if you're going to be a defensive minded team, you got to go out and get guys who are invested in defense. Um, you got to get guys who are willing to do the little things. And I just I just don't I feel like there's been too much of an obsession with getting the best guys. And, and certainly you need those kind of guys. You certainly need really good players to win a national championship. But if if you can't win the Big Ten, you got no shot at winning the national championship. So. I just think there needs to be a, a – I don't know about mind shift, but there needs to be a more – a better understanding of what they're trying to accomplish, what their mission is, and get that done on the recruiting trail. And don't don't just look at the four- and five-star guys because you can't have a team full of them and win. We've, we've seen this. Well, that's how it is. Hey, we've got to take a break, though, unfortunately. And But the good thing is Mike DeCourcy will be joining us next when we return from the Sporting News and Big Ten Analyst, of course. You're listening to us here on Indiana Sports Beat, brought to you by our good friends from Goteen, a part of the Endeavor Hospitality Wild Club. Goteen, for those on the go, whether it's you, your student athlete, or the team, it's a great way to get that jolt of energy and a great tasting snack. You can pick them up at BB's or order them online. We're back with more Indiana Sports Beat Radio and Mike DeCourcy right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Courtroom Sports Grill in Bedford prides itself on providing their guests with fresh, innovative dishes with a Cajun cuisine designed to please your palate and your wallet. Every item on their menu is made from scratch using only the freshest ingredients. It's a great place to catch a game, meet up with friends for a night out, or have dinner with the family. We'll see you in the dining room because we guarantee you'll like it. Courtroom Sports Grill, located in the heart of downtown Bedford and is a part of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with Property Shore Construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revesco Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's MyStoneCrestLiving.com for more details. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson and Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries, all made fresh and mouthwatering. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Just cameras and things like that, uh, and I'm I'm here in the log cabin, so I I, I can't complain. Ah, very nice. It looks it looks delightful, absolutely. So uh, we we 
have been talking about these past couple of days, Mike. Uh, well, first, actually, I want to ask you about uh, the World Cup, an incredible finish uh, to the championship. No, you were you were covering that. Uh, I mean, just some of your overall thoughts, not only of the final, but just the just the entire event. And and I mean, it, it seems like we had all kinds of history being made. A lot of great games throughout there. What you know? What what was your biggest takeaway from from that World Cup action? Well, it was an incredible World Cup uh, from beginning to end. Uh, the, the the games were tremendous. The players were tremendous. And it, remember, this is <clears throat> this World Cup. It was at a very unusual time. I don't know if there's ever been one. There certainly hasn't been one in November in, during the middle of the of the European club season. Really, the the club season for most of the world. There hasn't been uh, a uh, a World Cup in that time frame in at least forty years, uh, fifty years, uh, if, if not, you know, if, if ever. And so there were a lot of concerns about what that would do to this World Cup. And there were players who missed the World Cup who might not have uh, if they'd gotten the same injuries and then had the usual three to four weeks. To, to recover, uh, they would have been in it. So some very good players missed this World Cup that might not have. Uh, but even with all the different elements, sporting elements that were uh, that were problematic, it, the, the the competition rose above. Uh, the competition was tremendous. The, the games were great. The players were great. The great players were great. I mean, how often do you have a showdown in in a championship setting like Messi versus Mbappe? Yeah. And oh, now you know it, this happens in the NCAA tournament all the time. You know, uh, Steve Alford against uh, Sherman Douglas, and then Keith Smart comes in and makes the biggest shot of the game. Right? Not in this game, man. It was Messi and it was Mbappe, and those guys were getting it done. And one of the things that was talked about, obviously, quite a bit, um, was just winning the World Cup. What does that mean for Lionel Messi? Lionel Messi's uh, his his legacy in the sport. Well, I think what it does is for those who had already presented him as the greatest player of all time, <laughs> it takes away uh, the debate that you could, before you could say, yeah, but he never won the World Cup. And, and that would always have been there as the, as the uh, element you could use against Messi. Well, not only did he, he, he I mean, he wasn't just a participant, Dustin. Right. I mean, he wasn't just like, okay, he was, you know, he's 35 years old, so you don't expect much. And he kind of helps lead and maybe he get, he gets a goal here or there, set somebody. No, man, he, he's, he's became the first player ever to win multiple golden balls at the World Cup. The golden ball being the, the, the basically the MVP trophy. He became the first player ever to be named man of the match five times in one World Cup. He became the first player ever to score in every knockout round game, round of 16, quarterfinal, semifinal, final. First player ever to score in all four of those rounds in a single World Cup. Uh, and he scored uh, he scored twice in the final and converted his penalty to open the shootout. He did everything that you could have asked him to do. Made one mistake, and it kind of hurt them because uh, – when he tried to take the ball to the sideline, he took on too much, uh, and the ball got swiped from him and then really quickly turned into Mbappe, Mbappe's second goal. It's the one mistake he made. But he, 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 you know, he, uh, he repaid for that by scoring the goal in extra time and as well as converting his penalty. Uh, you couldn't have asked for him to do more. So now 
Like when someone says, is he the greatest player of all time? He's got everything. Olympics, uh, not a huge deal, but he's got it. Huge yeah. League World Cup, Copa America, he uh, the championship of South America, now the World Cup, four Champions League titles, uh, count, I think it's somewhere around 11 or 12 league titles between Spain and France, seven times named uh, the World Player of the Year with the Ballon d'Or. I don't see how – look, I, I think Pele was magical and probably the most important figure in the history of soccer. Leo will, Leo can be the greatest player, but he'll never be the most important guy because the, the, Pele was an evangelist. Pele spread the game with his with his magic on the field and off. He spread the game. Leo doesn't have that personality. Just a nice guy. I mean, he doesn't have that. And Pele, I, 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 I wrote a little thing about him a while back, and when he was when he was we came to the United States to 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 join the Cosmos. Um, he did a commercial for American Express that was all in Portuguese except for like two words. And, and it was all subtitled. And I said in the story, I said, I said, you know, like, uh, if you think about it, Francois Truffaut and Fellini and Bergman, they couldn't get Americans to read subtitles, but Pele could. Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, to me, it was fascinating to, to have the storylines you had going to that final, to have the game play out the way it did and then to add to a legacy like I'm, I'm trying to even like wrap my head around what what that would be comparable to because it's you know it's not like the NBA or or some of the other sports we have where you basically you get one championship and maybe you get to go to the Olympics or something along those lines there's not really that you don't really have that same sort of um, where you have this, this checklist of accomplishments that you have to go through I mean it did seem that that was one of the knocks that he he took as, as one of the greatest players of all time but um i know it, it was probably very exciting very tiresome so i'm sure you're also uh, as as fun as it was to cover and as exciting as the games were i'm sure you're you're nice to get back to uh covering college basketball primarily and getting a little break here uh, heading into the holidays yeah, yeah i'm I, i'm gonna take a little time absolutely and then uh we start up uh i start at big 10 network on new year's day i'll be there we have three games on our air uh, starting at 4.30 Eastern time. I think we have a pregame show, so you want to be there at 4 to see me on the pregame show. Uh, and then the week after that, we will start Big Ten Basketball and beyond. Uh, and so we'll be right into the heart of, of, of college basketball season there, as well as uh, my first bracket is a week from today. Uh, thank, I, I, I never want to miss the opportunity to thank my bosses at Fox for not making me do a bracket on November 1st or November 15th or whatever. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that, that, that would be the worst. Uh, I, you know, we've got, we've got almost a third of the season now. We've got all, pretty much a full non-conference level of performance for the team. Yeah. So there's some logic to doing it now. And I, so we start the 27th, we'll have our first bracket, and then I appear on a pregame show uh, on, on FS1 on the 28th. So, uh, we're getting right, diving right back into college hoops at a high level over the next couple of weeks. That's something everybody's going to want to 
keep an eye out for. So that's uh, that, that's good stuff coming from Mike DeCourcy, the Sporting News, joining us here on Indiana Sports Beat. Uh, one of the things, obviously, we've been talking about, Mike, um, is the performance of Indiana these past couple games. I know we talked with you about the Arizona game last week. Uh, the one thing that stood out is Indiana really dug themselves a hole early in that game, but they they showed some fight. They were able to come back, cut the lead down to three or four points a couple times, but Arizona just answered the bell. Uh, Kansas, a little bit of a different story. Obviously, Xavier Johnson goes down, uh, but Indiana played really sloppy. They did not look prepared, even though they had a week to prepare for that game. Uh, looked really sloppy. The Kansas defense was relentless. And for a second time, Indiana, which is, is supposed to be taking pride on the defensive end, gives up more than 80 points. And I know they played some good offensive teams. But what have you seen from Indiana these past couple games? They've lost three of four now. Um, where do you think their their biggest issues lie right now? Well, I think their biggest issues lie with health. I mean, who else has lost multiple starters? Of, of the teams that are considered to be significant, take it 10, 20, 25, however many you want to throw in there. How many have lost multiple starters for high-level games? You lose a starter for your game against St. Francis of Brooklyn. Okay, you better get through that. But yeah. look at who IU has had to play in a diminished state. At Rutgers, then home against Nebraska, which they were able to survive. Then at no, then a neutral floor, a well away from home in against Arizona and Vegas, and then at Kansas. And for for none of those games did they have their full complement of players. I, I the one thing I think we can say definitively about this team is if they're not whole, they're not relevant. They don't have the capacity. Their their, their bench players are bench players. Yeah, they don't have you know other than Malik Renu, uh, who has the who has the capability of stepping in for Race Thompson. I don't think I think he could step in for Trace and does, but he can't take Trace's place. Trace has to be out there. Uh, but I think other than Malik, you don't have a reserve who is capable of becoming a starter and supplanting the the person who he would take the place of it because the the talents of Jalen and Xavier are, I mean, they're hard to replicate and you don't, you don't really have a backup point guard on the, on the bench. You have those two guys. And then when you take one of them out, then you have a natural wing in his place, which is fine. Except that if you don't have the one of them available, you're always a different team than, than, than you want to be. And I don't think they can be that. I don't think they can succeed without both of those players out there. And we saw that on Saturday. But there were opportunities to be competitive. And there were two plays in particular, probably early second half. One was a two-on-one break that Jalen took down the left side. Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Jalen Wilson who was back, who was able to get back defensively and be the player to challenge the two-on-one. And Jalen probably should have taken another dribble and made – Wilson commit to him. He did not. So he gave up the ball, which was the right play, but he gave it up a half beat too soon. But there was still the opportunity to go in for the layup and at worst, probably take a hard foul. I think it was Tamar Bates on the play, if I remember right. And, and, and probably at worst, take a hard foul. If, if you're doing, if you're executing a layup properly, I mean, you would have to be going up against a, you know, an elite shot blocker for him to take your shot down without fouling. Uh, and so to Bates instead, I believe it was, as I said, I believe it was Bates, tried to do the reverse layup. And Woody was really unhappy with that decision. 
and it was and it was decisive because I think it was an opportunity to cut it to six, and instead it wound up going back to double toward double digits, and that so that was a crucial play. Moments like that, even in a blowout like this, mm-hmm. moments like that matter. And then there was a, another play, uh, not long after that, when they ran a a pretty simple action. Kansas did at the top of the key, uh, and in that case, Geronimo. Uh, was was responsible for I believe it was the, the Dewan Harris the point guard it might have been McCuller but he was responsible on the right side of the key and he took his head and turned it and got backdoor cut and that you know, it was just a kind it was it was it was a pretty simple defensive action pretty clear your responsibility and the kind of play that I mean they wind up with a layup going you know from the three point line to the rim. I mean, that just can't happen in, a, in against a half-court defense at this level. And it happened because the defensive responsibility was completely abandoned. So those two plays, I thought, were particularly troublesome. And But again, that's that they, they are trying to build a bench of reliability, but they're not being able to do it in their natural state. If those guys are able to say okay, here's my role, here's what I have to do for my 12 to 14 minutes, and maybe if I do it really well, he'll give me a couple more. They can't do that right now because you're either playing without one point guard or the other, and everybody's role gets thrown out of, thrown into haywire, and, and it's not working. I think uh, you've won over the audience, Mike. Uh, people are tired to listen to uh, Jim and I compl- complain about certain aspects of this. Five Left says, good old Mike, the clear thinker. Uh, uh, Kenneth says, thank you, Mike, for actually being realistic about the situation. And I think I think what happens uh, for, for Jim and I is we talk so much about how deep this Indiana team was. And, and what I think goes by the wayside and what we probably don't recognize is just because you're deep doesn't mean everybody's going to be able to have be, be a starter, a, a caliber starter. Uh, and so I think that's what's been interesting because, yes, this team has depth and, yes, they have quality depth. But when you take some of those key pieces away, it changes your rotation. It changes the way you're trying to attack. I mean, this team looks completely different. Uh, when Jalen Hood Shafino is on the floor, as opposed to when Trey Galloway is in the starting lineup, so I do think that there is, there have been some frustrating moments. But I think you bring up some great points. When this, what's going to be interesting is throughout the course of a season, especially in the Big Ten, you're going to find times when guys get in foul trouble or guys are nicked up and they can't play. You know, they can't go the typical thirty minutes or whatever the case might be. So I do think that even though these have been some ugly losses, you do get some. You do get learning experience in these type of situations and to do it, it away from home. It, it's kind of how you respond to this, these type of losses. Are you going to build from this or are you going to let it break you? Yeah. I mean, when you, when you do this, what, what you learned in those circumstances that I described is what not to do. I mean, right. you can't, you can't back down from that layup, even though, like I said, all given up just a little bit early got because of the, the, the evolution of the game to the flare out to the when you're going on a, on a fast break a lot of teams flare out so guards aren't quite as good as they used to be at understanding how to disarm the defender in that two-on-one or in a three-on-two uh, if you're t- trying to take the ball all the way to the rim so Jalen's play was not wrong it just wasn't perfect but it, as I said I understand Jalen Wilson is a really important play, you know is a really effective player but here's the thing if you do that play right, 
if you're if if you're the the the, the player who receives the pass and you do that play right, you know, you maybe get Jalen Wilson into foul trouble. That's part of what you're trying to do. He's the best player on the floor. You want to you want to take him out. Uh, and when I say take him out, I mean on on personal fouls, not physically. You want to be able to to do that. And instead, he backed away from that challenge and he tried to reverse it. And look, I mean, if you're Michael Jordan, okay, I, I can live with the reverse because you're Michael Jordan. But you know, you're not. So take the ball and go to the rim and use your body to protect it. And there's no way he's blocking your shot. He's probably going to foul you or he's going to back down. And he probably would have fouled you because KU guys don't back down. But the the, the likelihood that he was going to be able to block a, a, an effective, uh, quickly uh, executed layup attempt in that circumstance, very small. But you gave him the opportunity to get the stop by backing away from the, the, the sound play and trying to execute something special. And, and who doesn't like Mike? <laughs> Jim, Jim returns. Jim resurfaces. Oh, don't count on me. It's fading. <laughs> uh, one of the things, too, I wanted to ask, Mike, was uh, coming into this season, too, there was a lot of talk about the incoming freshmen at Indiana. And, you know, a little bit further north, there was maybe some whispers about the freshmen going to Purdue Fletcher Lawyer, Lawyer and, and Braden Smith, but comparatively, they didn't get nearly the amount of attention. And I and I know Matt Painter was really high on Braden Smith and, and really liked the guys that were coming in. I mean, how impressive have those two guys been here? I know, I mean, just through the, the first 10, 11 games of the season, to have the number one ranking and, and for them to be such a key cog in what they're able to accomplish, um, I've been thoroughly impressed uh, through the first month of the season. Think about this, okay? When those two guys come in, these are the players that are already there. Ethan Morton's played a ton of basketball. Mason Gillis played a ton of basketball. Now I know he's been hurt some. Yeah. Trey Kaufman Wren was a, a top recruit who redshirted. So even though he didn't play last year, he got a full year in the system. Uh, and Caleb first has uh, had played a lot last year. And Brandon Newman, of course, has played multiple years. And those two guys, uh, Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith, have superseded all of them. Now, in, in, in Braden's case, he plays a different position than any of them. Uh, and, and the fact that he could fill that void to the level that he has, the, the, the void they've had at point guard, uh, has been really impressive. Uh, but Fletcher is a player who uh, came into a place where there was competition. Uh, Brandon Newman wasn't going to give up the minutes he thought were coming to him uh, without any, you know, without a fight. Uh, Ethan Morton was not going to give up the minutes without a fight. And Fletcher has been able to take minutes away from both of them and and become, you know, he's playing starters minutes. He's averaging 28 and a half minutes a game. Uh, those are starters minutes because he's been so effective. It's been really impressive to see what they've done. And I, I've said this all along that, uh, that Fletcher lawyer, I, I had, I did not get the chance to see him play, but I saw his brother play a ton it, it, coming into high school. Then when he arrived at Michigan state, and I always thought that if Foster had been three inches taller, he would have been an all big 10 player. Uh, I, I just thought he had everything except the size necessary to compete in the Big Ten uh, day after day. 
And he, of course, went to a, a league like the Atlantic 10, where the, the size element maybe isn't quite as concerning and became an all Atlantic 10 player. He's terrific. Uh, Fletcher comes in, I think, a good five inches taller than his brother. I didn't have much doubt he was going to be a really good college player, but I would never have predicted that he would be able to be good enough this fast to take minutes from all the other very good players that I just mentioned. And and what to, this is this is probably an off, more of an off season. Is that about the development? Are they just developing better? Is oh no, no! I, I think that they 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 scouted those guys really well. I mean, they haven't had time to develop them. Where the development comes, uh, they've had time to make them better. But true development for a for a player comes over a period of years, right. um, as they've done with Zach Eady, for instance. Uh, Zach Eady went from curiosity to very good player to now ballpark first team All American. That's development. Uh, and so I think that you'll see that over time. But they scouted those guys really well. Uh, that when I talked to, I, I didn't talk to him, but when I asked the question at media day of of Matt Painter about the point guard position, because um, it didn't look like on paper that they had that guy, because Braden was not a super high recruit, and I think David Jenkins had transferred in uh, from another program using the portal and. And had not really been a point guard where he was, but a lot of people thought, well, I guess that's who's going to play it. And he said, no, nope, Braden's really good. Wait till you see, in so many words. And he's he was 100% right. He's been terrific. Oh, there's no doubt. he was. And that's a kid who wanted to go to Indiana as bad as anybody. Um, I don't know if it was just bad timing. I, I know what he could have taken in, but they already had their uh, recruiting program going in a direction and, and I don't know if it was just bad timing with the changeover in coaches, but uh, Purdue has basically an Indiana all-star team right now. And that's great, but they still have to win too. It's nice having all those Indiana kids, but they're going to have to win at the end of the year uh, for, for Purdue fans to, to get to reap the benefits of all that. Uh, Indiana's recruiting is stepping up and like the 2025 class seems to be the class that, Mike Whitson and crew are going to really be able to start getting these Indiana kids in with people like they're very, very heavy on Jalen Harrelson and uh, Trent Sisley and guys like that. But that's, that's still two years away. Um, so it's, it's going to be a, a different type of team for Indiana. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to touch on Mike um was, and this is probably more of an off-season question, to be quite honest, but the thing that's really impressed me about the, the state of where Purdue is is the fact that they, they have so many guys that could get quality minutes, and they don't, see, they don't lose a lot of guys to the transfer portal. Um, it just seems like they've, they're completely bought into what Matt Painter is selling. And it makes me wonder, I'm not saying there's dishonesty on the, on the, on the recruiting front among a lot of coaches, but is is there some truth in the idea that, that Matt Painter is one of the more real coaches out there in terms of recruiting, in terms of, um, you know, this is what your role is going to be. We're going to, you know, we're going to put a red shirt on you. I mean, Trey Kaufman-Wren could have gone a lot of places 
and and probably played right away, but they used a red shirt. There's, you know, there's uh, Brandon Newman probably could have transferred and gone a lot of places um, and played immediately, but he he's fine with being that bench guy and coming on playing a role. It's just fascinating to me that a program like that in today's world and, and the ability to go other places and play, he's been able to, Purdue has lost so few players to the transfer portal. Yeah, I think that's, that's part of making sure that you communicate with your players and their families. And I think that the family, uh, and when I say family, I'm talking not just mom, dad, brother, sister, but also the extended family of uh, the people in, in their basketball lives, whether it's a high school coach or a club coach that help that player understand whether or not things are going well. Uh, And I think that communication with that group is really important. If you want to keep your players uh, it's probably also important if you want them to leave, but it's uh, if you want to keep your players around, you have to be in constant contact with them and you have to make sure that you, that they understand that the plan for that player is this and that it is working. Uh, and so you're able to, to, to be successful at that. We saw that at Xavier uh, who the Hoosiers played when Sean Miller went there this year. I mean, that could have been a, transfer portal free-for-all. They lose their coach. Uh, those are all very good players who could be contributors at a lot of Division One programs and maybe some Division One programs that have bigger brands than, than even Xavier does. Uh, and they kept all their guys because you communicate. And I think that that's, you know, that's, a, that's a very important part of college basketball now is you, it's not, I, I, I hate the term re-recruiting your players or constantly recruit. I, I, I think that's, it's, it's retention. It's like any company. It's like any, uh, any university. You want the people who come there to stay there right? Uh, if they're successful. And if they're not successful, you maybe want them to leave. You know, if you have a, if you're a university and you have a student who comes in and, and he or she gets, you know, all D's probably are okay with them saying, you know, maybe it's not time for you to be here. Um, but if you've got players uh, or students who are successful, you want to, or employees, if you're a company, you want to retain them because getting new talent in means you effectively have to retrain that person to do the things that, that work for Purdue or work for that company or work for that university. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, Mike, I know you, you get a little bit of time off. What are, what are some of your holiday plans uh, these, these next couple of weeks? And uh, what do you got coming up for the holiday season? Well, now that, uh, you know, now that the World Cup's over, I'm going to, you know, obviously watch a ton of hoops. Uh, try to, you know, to if, if there's anything I missed. And I cried, you know, I, after doing the World Cup all day, I'd sit down and watch as much hoops at night as I could. But I'm sure there, there's stuff that I could be a little bit caught, more caught up on than I am. Uh, so I'm definitely going to, you know, watch, uh, everything that happens. I know ACC has games tonight. They have league games that, you know, the big 10 does the, I think that big 10, uh, uh, pack 12 that if you're going to have early league games, uh, I think you want to have them in that window early in December. One thing that I remember when I was covering beats, when I was, when I was a beat writer for Cincinnati and in particular for Memphis and Pitt. When they took a road trip around Christmas, I mean, like right before Christmas, it was not pretty. I remember Pitt went to Toledo one year. 
uh, and got handled. I remember uh, Memphis Tigers went down to Louisiana Lafayette. It was absolutely horrendous. I mean, those guys just did not want to be there. So now you're playing a league game where you have that possibility. Nah, I don't think I want any part of that. Uh, right. I think that uh, the ACC, if that, I understand they're, they're expanding their league schedule and more power to them for that. But try to get that game in early December because uh, we'll see what, whether that holds true tonight. But I've always said if, if you want to know what's going to, you know, if you want to have the most guaranteed outcome, uh, a team that plays a road, a true road game on New Year's Eve or December 23rd, that, that, that's always bad scheduling. Well, it should be a lot of fun. We appreciate you uh, for joining us, Mike. We hope you have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News, thanks so much for your time today. Thank you, Mike. Happy Holidays, guys. Happy Holidays to all the Indiana Sports everyone. Talk to you soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, we got lots more coming up here on Indiana Sports Beat Radio, brought to you by our good friends from Endeavor Hospitality and the Wild Club and Feast Market and Cellar. Make sure you stop by located on Patterson and Rogers, right next door to Southern Stone Restaurant, where you can find inside Indiana men's basketball with Don Fisher and Mike Whitson. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington. Andy Moore Honda is Bloomington's number one Honda dealer simply because you get the best deals. And right now, it's the Certified Dream Deal Sales Event. Get 0.99% APR financing for well-qualified buyers on all 2017 through 2021 Honda Certified Pre-Owned Accords, Civics, CRVs, HRVs, and Pilots. See dealer for financing deals. Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer. Get more to your door with AndyMoreHonda.com. Come see us at the all-new Andy Moore Honda, now in Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's Fried Chicken, Vegan Tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network. Looking for something different for lunch or dinner? Visit Cabello Restaurant, located on the square in downtown Bloomington. Experience the tastes and traditions of the Italian heritage right here in southern Indiana. Enjoy handmade pasta and house-made desserts. At Cabello, they curate local produce, purchase fresh meats from BB's Market, so every meal you share at Cabello has roots in our community. Catering options are available, and we have private rooms available for reservations, whether for dinner or business meetings. Cabello on the square. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team. It's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Goatine was created for go-getters like you. Goatine is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeamBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Goatine is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. 
Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network. This segment is brought to you by Reynolds Family Dentistry in Sellersburg. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back to Indiana Sports Beat. Dustin Schutte from Outsider.com, Jim Coyle. Got Brian Hoosier coming up with us here momentarily. Talk a little Indiana basketball and what they saw and what he saw in Lawrence and uh, what they hope to uh, improve on here this week as uh, you got two more home games before the holidays. We welcome in Chronic Hoosier. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Glad to be back in town. Glad to be sleeping in my own bed and uh, hopefully glad to be watching some winning basketball again tonight. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, we we talked in the break. Uh, it wasn't wasn't the most pleasant of drives or flights back from Lawrence. Um, you know, after that after that game, uh, two in a row now that Indiana really kind of came out flat at least to start the game. Uh, you know, in that Arizona game, we saw a little bit more fight. They were able to cut the lead down a couple times, get it to three or four points a couple times, but we really didn't see that against Kansas. Obviously, Xavier Johnson going down was a big deal, but. You know, having been there, turnovers were an issue. What what was some of your takeaways uh, from that game on Saturday against Kansas? With I think the most disappointing thing, Chronic, was you had a full week to prepare, and at times in that game, Indiana just looked lost. Yeah, they looked completely disinterested. To be totally honest with you, um, I, that was disappointing on a number of different levels. Not the least of which was the fact that you know after seeing them get get run pretty good out in Vegas by the uh, by Arizona. Um, they at least mustered some fight and were able to, uh, you know, make it somewhat respectable at times while letting the lead balloon late. Uh, Kansas was kind of the opposite of that. They uh, they never really punched back, um, and you know, it was it was just as bad offensively as it was defensively. Um, absolutely killed themselves yet again with turnovers. Uh, you know, this team's inability to take care of the ball. Um, is going to be terminal against uh, probably the majority of the Big Ten that we're going to face this year. You're not going to be able to give the ball away at that clip um, against anybody, no matter how good your defense is, and expect to win a lot of ball games. Uh, but when the defense is is giving up as many open shots, uh, letting you know letting opponents drive basically at will, um, it's just a recipe for disaster. And that's exactly what the Hoosiers uh, walked into and. And Lawrence was an absolute disaster of a basketball game. Um, so probably time to, to recalibrate some expectations. Uh, probably time to uh, 
to see who really is is willing to put in the the work um to you know to get the job done on the defensive end first and then let's figure out you know how the ball is going to move and how they plan to score it uh with what looks like a uh, extended absence from Xavier Johnson here following his injury uh this last Saturday so you know the captain has put on the uh, the buckle your seatbelt sign maybe not for tonight maybe not for this Friday night uh, but going forward, there's a lot of questions now looming large over this Hoosiers basketball team as far as what they're going to be capable of having, a, you know, having started the season as Big Ten favorites. That looks kind of like a pipe dream at this point right now. Yeah, and, and the, but the, the thing that's so bothersome uh, when you talk about the effort is this is a team that had four fifth-year starters on it. Miller Cop, Trace, Race, and Xavier Johnson. And – the, the way you talked about the effort, how they came out in Kansas, I, I still can't get over that because when I was there, I'm like, dude, how could you not just walk into that building and ready, be ready to compete? It was an opportunity. I, I, I would have thought that they would have approached that with, dude, this is an opportunity for us to redeem ourselves. Not only that, to do something that not many teams can do. They, they Kansas only lost 16 times in that building in 20 years. So let's not forget that. But and and again, it wasn't the loss. It was just the lack of fight, the the lack of awareness. The the it seemed almost like a, a lack of preparation, as if they were sleepwalking through what they were doing. And and man, you're not. You can beat Kennesaw State and Elon like that, but you're not going to beat Kansas. But you're and you're not going to beat Purdue or Michigan State or teams like that either. No, you know they uh, they came out from the tip and kind of looked like whip dogs. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, they against Arizona, they were obviously frustrated by the length, by the athleticism, by the speed that they play with. I mean, Arizona looked a lot like what you see in the modern NBA right now, uh, just long and dangerous across the floor. Uh, this matchup uh, against uh, the Jayhawks seemed a little bit more favorable. Well, they certainly have the talent. They just didn't have the length. They didn't have uh, that size that, that really frustrated Indiana. Uh, and pretty much right from the beginning, I can't remember who it was. Perhaps it was uh, Johnson. Uh, early in the game, Indiana drives a lane, gets blocked, and like from that point forward, they they stopped getting to the rim just almost entirely. Uh, and when they did, you know, they they were missing bunnies left and right, like if they were Elmer Fudd. Um, but you know, this that that gun shy nature uh, of not finishing a drive, of not getting to the rack. Uh, ends up in a lot of really, really poor shots. And Indiana just seemed afraid to get to mix it up and get to the rack like uh, like you would expect a team to that's, that's really trying to compete, that's trying to attack the basket. And quite the opposite, you know, Kansas was able to get to the rim pretty much at ease on Indiana. Uh, it was clear very early on, you know, Kansas was totally content giving Indiana the, that corner three and letting them, try to do their damnedest from it and it, it proved to be a pretty effective strategy um you would think that after a week to prepare you would recognize there's going to have to be some tweaks and how you pass out of the doubles and some of the traps that you're going to continue to see and uh just nobody capable uh across the across the bench really of of figuring that out and unlocking how to get something going and uh it's just terribly disappointing because I can't tell you how many Kansas fans I talked to, and I mean dozens and dozens and dozens that all said they'd never seen anything like that. Uh, the numbers yep. that Indiana fans showed up uh, in Fall Gallon was, was, by all accounts, completely unprecedented in the history of that gym. 
And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that that was a holiday game for them without their student body. And all those tickets got opened up to the public. And I know a ton of IU fans took advantage. Uh, but to, to have all that support with you and just lay an egg like they did, uh, I, I'm at a loss for words. Just how disappointing it was. Uh, but like I said, after Arizona, you know, you got no choice now. You got to learn from it. You got to grow from it. You got to try to get better because with the exception of uh, these next four days here, there ain't no reprieve. Uh, it's going to be an absolute slog to get to, uh, to get to selection Sunday and Indiana's going to have to figure a lot of stuff out. And again, uh, especially now when you look at the absence of Xavier Johnson, guard play has been a bugaboo for this team for, you know, time memorial and i think that's only to be a continuing concern going forward but it's a great opportunity for guys like uh like tamar bates uh like cj gunn uh to really step up and show what they can do for this team trey galloway for that matter because lord knows what he's going to need them uh at their best here for some time to come and, and it's also going to be an opportunity for Jalen Shufino to play primarily his 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 normal position uh, which is point guard, where he has been sharing that off and on. And so now he's going to have the ball in his hands virtually all the time when he's in the game, uh, which will be a difference for Indiana. And maybe that is helpful, and it's not anything against Xavier, but maybe just having the one will help. I, I thought that having both of them was beneficial to them as far as running that offense, but it, it wasn't working against Kansas. But uh, we're going to see how it, it turns out with him now at with Jalen Huchapino at the helm for the entire time where maybe that lets him settle down and, and play better. I, I don't know, but it, there were, maybe it offers a little more consistency to what they're trying to do. I, I don't know that either. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly find out. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I don't care who's got the ball. Take care of the rock. Uh, for the love of God, they oh have got God. to stop killing themselves with the turnovers. <laughs> 23 TOs, 28 points uh, in Lawrence, you know, 18 points off of just 10 turnovers in Arizona. But when those almost all came in the first half, you're digging yourself a hole that it's just almost impossible to get out of, Consider, especially considering uh, the funk that the offense has found itself in it, it for prolonged periods here. So, I, you know, that and defense, man, uh, it, I, cannot, I cannot remember a time uh, when we've seen this sustained – uh, period of just really, really poor defense. It seemed like Kansas was able to get everything they wanted at will. And, you know, on the opposite side of the floor, I, I don't think they, and they contested absolutely everything Indiana did on the ball, off the ball. Everything Indiana tried to do was, was heavily contested from start to finish of that one. And it was the exact opposite on the other end of the floor for the Indiana defense. And I think that's going to have to be a way forward for this team. If they're going to find their footing and get their mojo back. Uh, I think that's where you saw a lot of the um, a lot of the expectations for this season come from. You know, if you can just make nominal gains on the offensive end, keep the defense where it's at, and you got a ball club that can compete. Well, <laughs> offense aside, the defense is nowhere close to being able to compete at the level that uh, that the program aspires to, and and that's something that I think is probably most alarming uh, in a storm of alarm right now. And it should be because that goes back to the point of having all of these fifth-year starters that have experience, that have the moxie, that have the know-how, that have that have been in these arenas, that have been in these fights, that have been in all those tough environments. They know what it takes, and yet yeah. it's like they don't bring it. No, they know, and they know exactly how Mike Woodson wants them to defend. They know what the schemes are. They know what the tweaks are. 
you would hope that they know, you know, what the opponent's going to do. I know these guys watch an ungodly amount of film. Uh, they break absolutely everything down. Everything's there for them. You just got to execute it. And the execution has been uh, has been extraordinarily poor here recently. And what's going to be interesting to me, Chronic, is this is an interesting uh, schedule, interesting calendar coming up for Indiana. You've got two games against Elon and Kennesaw State, two games you should win. Um, you should win the Elon game relatively easy. Kennesaw State might be a bit more of a challenge, but you should be able to, to – to win that game um, fairly easily as well. But then you get two weeks basically where you're not playing a basketball game and then you go on the road and play Iowa. Um, I'm not going to go out as far as to say that that, that stretch could um, dictate how Indiana plays the rest of the season or, or you know, foreshadows what's going to, what they're going to do. But I do think that that two week stretch where they don't play a game, while you probably don't want to have that and you're going to, you know, have to kick off the rust pretty quickly when you go into Carver Hawkeye arena, at the same time, this team has a lot to work on, and I think in that two-week break, we're going to see what this team is really made of and what kind of adjustments they make in order to you know, try to get back up to the top of the Big Ten and, and compete for a conference championship. you got two weeks to figure out how to get through the following two weeks after that because, as you mentioned, it's not just a trip to, uh, to Carver-Hawkeye. Uh, you turn around on a real short flip and you go to Penn State um, after hosting Northwestern. You get whiskey at home, and then you got to go to uh, to the spaceship over in Champagne. And uh, you know, if you're going to compete in the Big Ten, you got to you got to mind your home court. And Lord knows Wisconsin's had Indiana's number, uh, no matter where they've met. Uh, but those are going to be three really, really, really challenging road games. And I'm looking at a team right now that, for all the moxie, for all the uh, the bluster, for all the toughness, uh, and the flexing that we love to see here at uh, Assembly Hall when they can romp, uh, they got to show me they can travel uh, because, quite honestly, they have looked absolutely putrid on the road right now. And uh, that's just not going to that's not going to cut it. And again, this is a team that, you know, they they themselves embrace the expectation. Uh, they themselves, um, you know, are the ones who have set this bar. And so far, they are nowhere close to being able to clear it. And the way you prove that's by by taking what you got and, and taking it on the road. And, uh, you know, Iowa's going to gun you. Um, Penn State's just going to grind you. Uh, and Lord knows where Illinois is going to be by the time we get to them. Uh, but you've got to get that taste out of your mouth. And I don't think Elon gives you that opportunity. I don't think Kennesaw State gives you that opportunity. You want to prove that you really belong in contention for the conference title. You need to go win some dang road games. And they're going to have plenty of opportunities those first two weeks uh, after the, uh, the season kicks back up in earnest uh, following the new year. So great opportunity there to uh, to go steal some, and Lord knows you've got to bring your best when Wisconsin comes on the 14th of January, because uh, you start dropping home games and you can pretty much kiss those title hopes goodbye. You know, I, I, every every team has you know players that, that are enjoying benefits of NIL, so it's not like I'm asking in that regard. But Indiana's a little different. I, I'm wonder I'm starting to wonder is is, is NIL obligations, not obligations, but guys being on social media, doing videos and this and that, uh, is the focus not completely there on basketball for these guys? And, and like I said, I know others, everybody else has NIL, but everybody else, every place else is not Indiana. There is there is been a sense of entitlement um, in Indiana for a long time. And I, I don't, is that's kind of carrying over. 
I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't know about that. I've, I'm not going to say that I haven't wondered, you know, exactly where the priorities are. Um, you know, one thing that, that a, my, my traveling companion and I were talking about on the way out, and we were talking about, you know, what, how do you coach toughness? How do you build toughness? And, uh, you know, the thing that, that, that he had mentioned that, that I completely agree with is, you know, you look at the teams that play tough, uh, look at the teams that look soft, Look across those rosters and look how many of those kids have ever, ever been hungry. And I mean physically hungry. How many of those kids ever missed meals? How many of those kids had to worry about things so, so much bigger than basketball? Um, and how does that correlate to the fight that you see on the floor? Uh, and I'm not saying you can't be a child of privilege and still be an elite athlete and compete at the highest level. Um, but what I'm saying is show me some kids that have got some toughness. Because right now we look like a bunch of, uh, I'm not going to lie, they just look soft. They look soft like butter. They look pampered. They look privileged. They look like they don't know what to do and they get punched in the mouth. Uh, when most kids that, that have had to fight for that know dang well what you're doing, you, you punch back and you don't stop punching until you can't punch no more or the other guy's down. Um, I need to see somewhere in this team where that fight is, where that dog is. And they're going to have to bring it uh, Thursday, January 5th at Iowa is going to be the best chance to show it uh, because, quite honestly, we already got a game down uh, in, in the league uh, with that debacle in Rutgers. Um, it, it's crazy to talk about it, you know, in December, but let's be real here. We're just a couple weeks away from uh, the wheat separating from the chaff uh, in the conference, and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be in a hole right from the jump to start. It's a terrible place to find yourself. Uh, especially with the league that looks like it's going to be competitive as this one is. So it's going to take some oxy. They got some time to figure it out right now uh, with or without Xavier Johnson. But, you know, this is, this is where the leadership shows through and, and something that's been a, uh, a glaring void in this program for some time now. Uh, now it's time to show it, uh, especially with the upperclassmen on this team. Show me some toughness. Show me some leadership. Show me how you can win some games now. Santa, bring some toughness for Christmas. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, uh, what's on your Christmas list for Santa Claus? I am just, uh, just ordered my bone in, uh, rib roast and, uh, was just looking at some spices, getting ready for the, uh, the holidays. We're on standby right now for my family Christmas. Uh, you let me know, boy, I could have got you a deal. BB's market. I'll tell you what, man. Um, we, this is the, I don't know how many holidays in a row now. We are right on the cusp of getting together with my brothers and their kids and wives and my mom and dad out at the farm. And uh, we got the influenza uh, diagnosis for my niece right now. So we're in, a, we're in a holding pattern right now to see what the family Christmas looks like. It was originally scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, so we're just waiting to get the call on what the move is there. Other than that, just going to cook, uh, cook some, some rib roast for the family on, uh, on Sunday. Probably have a fire burning uh, throughout the weekend because it looks like it's about to get cold, cold here in Bloomington uh, for some yeah, time now. I know, you, I know what you mean. But other than that, just waiting for the jolly old, uh, the jolly old man to drop down the chimney and see what's uh, what's under the tree here this Sunday. Well, brother, I cannot thank you enough. Merry Christmas to you, your family, uh, everybody there uh, where you are, and man, we look forward to. See you next week, but it will it'll be Christmas will have come and gone. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to see what kind of tan you bring back. Enjoy your trip. I'm gonna work on it, brother. I promise you, but it's gonna be a lot of rain, but I don't care. <laughs> you have a great well, Merry week. Christmas, Friday, guys. Friday. I'll catch you next week. You bet.
Riley Hoosier joining us here on Indiana Sports Feed Radio, brought to you by Courtroom Sports Grill down in Bedford. Great Cajun cuisine, everything made fresh daily. Great place to stop in, catch a game, meet friends for lunch or dinner, or take the family. Great environment. We're back with more Indiana Sports Feed Radio right after this. We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Hey, this is John, the producer with Indiana Sports Beat Radio. We're now a part of the Rivals Network. TheHoosier.com is where you can find complete coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and plenty more. Simply go to TheHoosier.com and sign up. It's free. You can also find full episodes of Indiana Sports Beat Radio on the homepage or on the station every week, Monday through Friday. If we're not on a station where you live, we should be. Ask for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The Golf Club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee times starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of WOW Network. Always on the go, whether it's you, your kids, or the team, it's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Go Team was created for go-getters like you. Go Team is full of fresh, healthy ingredients, and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great-tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to GoTeamBites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Go Team is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's WOW Network. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing. Metalworks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your thirst. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville. Pizza, burgers, beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle. Presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Welcome back. Indiana Sports Beat Radio here on this Tuesday. It is 
Does everyone have their shopping done? Um, let's see. The tree's up. I had a miniature tree that a, a, a friend gave me to, that, that's in the uh, the main studio. That's that was it. I was, we were running up, running around too long or too much this year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just me there. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to see it. But it is cool to see. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of cool to see um, Christmas lights in Florida. That That's not something I've been able to experience before. But you know what? I, I wish I would. I, I should have sent some of these pictures to Joe and that I took yesterday. We went out um, on a friend's boat and just idled around the area. This, where I am, is one of the areas that was hit hardest by the hurricane. And it was utterly mind-boggling uh, what the, the damage that is still there. Big, big boats stacked on top of big boats. Boats still up on the land. Um, there's one that is off by itself, all of them like a, an, like a little island, that has three armed guards around it 24 hours a day. It's crazy. Um but yeah, it's and, and, until you see it uphand. But the thing that's amazing, remember the Sanibel Island bridge that got washed out? That thing was repaired and up and running in two weeks. I, I don't, that's a remarkable feat of engineering to, to be able to do that. Um, shocking, but I'm glad that they did. But yeah, the devastation uh, was just unbelievable to see it up close and firsthand. Um, well, too bad you can't see them on here, but probably can't see pictures from my, from my phone on here. Look. See that boat? If you're watching, that boat has three armed guards around it 24 hours a day. I don't know why, because, I mean, it obviously must be a very expensive boat. Um, but like, what, 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 unless there's stuff on it, but I'm like going, take it off. What's somebody going to do? Steal it? The thing is beached. Uh, but it's, uh, oh, here's, here's one. That one. See that? That's about to go into the building. It's just nuts. But, uh, yeah, it, and you know, I'm familiar with tornadoes and the aftermath of tornadoes. I hope I'm not frozen. Beach boat in Florida with armed guards. Oh, got to wonder what's up. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I, because there are many other boats that are kind of in that situation. And uh, I wasn't told that about those. But uh, just... Uh, horrific and imagine that i'm in this one area and like i said I'm, I'm accustomed to seeing what tornadoes do being living in indiana most of your life and the difference is here they were able these buildings are built so well the only things that, that things that weren't you know really affected are the buildings because they're built so well and, but usually in a tornado, that doesn't matter. But they were, because they are, people were able to sit 
stay in these buildings and watch what was going on out in the arena, watch the boats getting thrashed about, uh, banged into each other. It, it was crazy. Um, but they're on their way back. Uh, you know, like all the tops of the, the palm trees, it's like you come along with a blade and just whacked them. But uh, it'll grow back. And to be honest with you, I'm still amazed that through all the years, all the hurricanes, that it doesn't happen in areas uh, areas more often. That they're that it doesn't that it's not as devastating like this. Like they hadn't had a hurricane like this in in quite a while. But hopefully, they don't have one for quite a while longer either. Um, you know what? <laughs> Maybe it is owned by the cartel, man. Um, but uh, yeah, when he told me that, it's like, really, one's not enough. I was like, what is on that boat, and why is it still on there? Don't forget, anybody listening, no matter where you are, if you're within, uh, if you have the ability to get to Simon Scott Assembly Hall for Friday night's game with Kennesaw State, we have a pair of tickets for you. Courtesy of this Mr. Dustin Shooty. Send me a message. Send him a message. You can reach out to me on Twitter. Just drop me a message. My, uh, you, hopefully you're following me. But if not, my my messages are open. Uh, so, but we'd love to be able to get those tickets into someone's hands to, to use. Especially if you're someone with a child, that would be incredible. Uh, just trying to uh, spread some Christmas cheer. There you go. Christmas present. Oh, how about that for a Christmas present for uh, someone? You can only have one kid, though, because you're going to make one jealous. But that, that's a great Christmas present. Kids are off in school. Surely someone has a kid that they'd like to take to an IU basketball game. Hit me up on uh, on Twitter with uh, your contact info, info, and they will be yours. Uh, let's see. All right. Indiana has a game tonight. Don Fisher, of course, on the call with Eric Seward. Uh What time does that game start, peeps? I'm not going to lie to you. I have been on the go so much, I can't remember. Is that a 7.30 game? There's no way it's a late game. That's for certain. I'm going to assume 7.30 or 6 o'clock unless it's a BTN game. But I know somebody will pop it up there for us. Elon at Indiana, 7 p.m. Well, I was half right, kind of in the middle. Uh, the Colts, holy cow. Are the Colts becoming... I shouldn't say becoming, but to do what they did over the weekend, that was an embarrassment, man, to to be up 33 to nothing and give up 36 unanswered points. I I don't know how that's possible. For those of you in the Evansville area, the truth promptly points out that is – 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Central Time if you're in uh, Evansville. Uh, 
Uh, so, and we have plenty of listeners in Evansville on the ref 97.7. Always the right call, ESPN. Appreciate you guys so much. But yeah, 7 p.m. And is that on ESPN? I mean, uh, Big Ten regular doesn't say on here on what I'm looking at. But uh, I think all the Big Ten Plus games are done for the year. Mike is going, looking, hoping to get to his first game tonight. That's amazing. It's your first game. Well, I hope you uh, get to go have a good experience and enjoy it. Gritty Jenny's going to be there as well. But don't forget, yeah. It, it, let me know. Hate for these tickets to go to waste. What are your Christmas plans? What are what are your new traditions? What are your what are your wants uh, for Indiana uh, overall? Do you know baseball starts two mu- two two months from today? IU baseball and pretty much all of college baseball, I guess you could say for that. Uh, two months baseball. Two months. It starts before basketball is even over, even close to being over. Uh, the Hoosiers have a 56-game schedule, I saw. 56 games. It'll start out down south, trying to get some uh, into the warmer weather, which makes sense. Robert giving out some sage advice to Mike on his first trip to the hall. Get there early enough to wander around and take in the history of the place, you know. And you know what? I I think we talked about this on air. I can't remember, but one thing I think it, where Indiana lacks is the fan experience in Assembly Hall and Simon Scott Assembly Hall. They have too much. There's too much in Cook Hall. No one goes into Cook Hall. That's not where visitors go. That's not where fans are. When you go to Duke and Kansas and all these other places, all that stuff is actually in the arena that they're going to play in. So fans can all see it. Kansas has a, a great Hall of Fame that fans can go visit. And I, I, I especially when Indiana you know, did all the renovations, not that it doesn't look nice, but it's still they just keep it a little too muted to me celebrate uh what this program has it's not that they don't have the trophies out they do but it's just trophy case it's i it would i think it would be a much more welcoming environment and a destination to do that and i I would like to see that i don't think that's going to change but uh, I don't expect many more upgrades anytime soon to Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Uh, uh, not that it doesn't need it, but what are you going to do? What could you change? If you could change one thing about Simon Scott Assembly Hall, the only thing for me is the students need to be wrapped around at least a horseshoe. I, I think they should be wrapped around in a horseshoe around the end of the court that the opposition has for the second half of the game. Uh, That would make Assembly Hall a very formidable place at all times. Right now, it's, well, we've had this discussion a lot. It's too much of a mix. Uh, I've had several 
season ticket holders said they would be willing to to move up to let students sit down there. I, I think that that's never going to happen now, especially in this age of, of schools needing to find additional ways to generate revenue from athletics because NIL is is sucking away a big part of that and now going to the players. Hey, the schools were used to getting this money, used to that money coming in, used to that revenue source. They still have to fill that revenue source. And, and tr I'm sure that NIL has definitely cut into that without question. Jenny, Jennifer says, uh, if Cook Hall is open, that is a cool place to visit. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, I, I don't know the visiting schedule. Uh, can you go over to Cook Hall and, and get a, a, a tour, Jennifer? Is, is I mean, can you just show, if you're coming to a game, get there early enough and, and walk and just walk in? I don't go in Cook Hall. I mean, I've been in there, but I, I don't, I do, uh, almost every time I've ever been in Cook Hall was through the tunnel downstairs. So, um, but yeah, that, that's, I, I, the things that are in Cook Hall, I, I think they should have been in Assembly Hall. Um, I think they should have remained there. That's where they were earned. That's where the people are to see them. The multitude of fans who get here for the games that drive from different places and may not be coming back. So, but yeah, hopefully you get to go there and visit that. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's not a big deal just something that I, I thought of again when I was in Kansas because they they did the same thing and uh, even last year when I was a date for that play-in game uh, it's just cool how the they have the setup now that was a unique place when you walk to the floor that was just one ramp that went down like two flights of two stories which was crazy uh, Jennifer says the practice courts are closed sometimes it's Sometimes Cook Hall is unlocked and you can walk around the trophy area. Don't go stealing trophies, man. Um, so, yeah, if you get a chance, go in there. But, yeah, I think they need to move it so you don't have to worry about it being open. Put it in a place where people are going to be and see it. Uh, two weeks off after the, the Friday game for Indiana. And... To follow that with a road game, that's a that's a recipe that that I wouldn't wish upon this team because first of all, Iowa is a tough team to play against. They like to get up and down the floor, score points, and they've kind of been back and forth with Indiana the last couple of years. That, that is going to be a, a telltale game for me. You come out of two weeks, you, you had a week to prepare for Kansas. We saw what happened there. Now you're going to have, they'll have two weeks to do all the things that they're going to do. They're not going to be practicing the whole time, I wouldn't imagine, every day. But they have to be able to manufacture this grit that we've been talking about, this, this want to, this desire, because... They leave to go on the road. They're already one and one in the Big Ten. You lose there, you're one and two. You go to Penn State, a team that has shown they can win this year. 
very possible if you don't come out of the gate after that two-week break. In, this Indiana team could be one in three in conference play, and that would be a a very, very bad place for that team to be with the schedule that would lie ahead of them. Um, so we'll see what they can do, and hopefully they, they are able to find it within themselves to understand, hey, what went wrong at Kansas? What, what did I not do individually as a player or coach or whatever the case is? What, what, where did I not perform? And there are many of those. And, you know, we, I, we can sit here and criticize all the time, but that's it's not fun. I can tell you that. It's, it's never fun. Winning is a lot more fun. So what, to talking about winning is tons more fun. Um, so look forward to getting back to that. No uh, Christmas presents. I've seen no Christmas presents in the co- in the uh, comments. What uh, what's what's anybody getting for Christmas? What'd you ask for Christmas? Uh, what are you giving for Christmas? Robert says uh, two weeks off during Christmas, New Year's, and then a road game. Recipe for disaster. Yes, absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. There's so many different things. This team needs to get refocused. But there's so many things that are going to be going on during that period that I, it's going to be a real challenge for this team. They've also got to get retooled, but they'll have three weeks between now and that Iowa game. You've got these two games this week, two more weeks after that. Uh, I do not expect them to have Xavier Johnson for that. So it's going to give them the next three weeks to start using the lineup that they're probably going to have at least for an extended period of time, I, I would 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 guess. So how does that change? Now you've got Jalen Huchifino at the point primary, as opposed to the to the changes I or the switch split that I talked about early. And that's the position that he prefers to play. Does that help actually end up helping this team having one point guard? We'll see. I I, I mean I'm not saying it will or won't. I'm not I am not a, a, a coach, and I'm not. I don't pretend to be. Um, I I can only talk about the things that are very obvious that we see and question those. Why is this happening? Why is that not happening? But a lot of the answers have sounded the same for a while. Hopefully that changes. Uh, Joe, what are you getting for Christmas, by the way? It's five days away, dude. What do you mean you don't sure away? What am I getting for other people, or what am I getting for myself? Uh, what were you? What are you getting? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, Man, we'll if find you out. I'm just in the background. I apologize. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Just maybe some some cash to get me through. You know, college is a financial financial Joseph burden. Student, but hey, Joseph Student, Indiana University, our backup producer. John yeah. is off on assignment. I didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, hey, is that noise in the background? Are we okay with that? Yeah, you're good. It's it's really not that bad. Well, um, I don't want it to be bad at all. Yeah, no, it's not. Robert we says can't really the Evansville Cartel will be in Bloomington Friday for the game. Bringing his Evan Patch crew with him. 
uh, Robert S. says, with Xavier Hurt, Jalen Huchifino, Trey Jackson Davis, not in the 100%. January could be really tough to start conference play. You know, I don't know if TJD is not. It, he's fine. He, he should be fine. Jalen Huchifino looked pretty good as far as physically. And this is also, though, three weeks that they get while they'll be practicing, but three weeks of solid treatment. And they should be ready from a physical standpoint as long as no one gets hurt in practice. Now, heaven forbid, Indiana was to lose another guard. And, and how much is Indiana missing Armand Franklin right now? I mean, just to have, whether he's starting, not starting, which he probably would be fighting for starting job. If not, it, it, he'd play a lot of minutes. Um, I remember when he left, I was like, wow, that, that would surprise me a little bit. But they could certainly use more guard play. And he's having a, a ball at, at Virginia. Jennifer says the uh, weather has her worried for Friday. She planned to go herself. Robert P. says you just got to dress warm. Well, there's that's truth to that, man. Or join the uh, Evans Patch Mafia and, and head up to the game. So you guys can take one car. Everybody coming from up I-69 from Evansville to Bloomington for the game. Robert, the truth, Carter says we don't need it. I don't know which that was in reference to. What am I getting for Christmas? That's a great question. I just asked myself. I don't know. Um, not. I'll tell you what is my Christmas. Not being in Bloomington right now or what is it, the 24th, 5th, and 6th when it's going to be like negative 80 degrees. It's going to be horrific. I hate, hate, hate cold weather. This is just fortuitous um, that I was able to come down here. Actually, I'm actually helping a friend out. Um, and Robert P. has lost that. Robert P. has an extra ticket to tonight's game, I'm assuming, on row eight. Or is that Friday's game, Robert? Um Pete says he was late on yesterday. Did we talk about the crazy victory IU women's basketball had Sunday? Impressive, holding to a team to 24 points. No. I, because I was traveling, I, I didn't get to see it. Just like I missed the World Cup yesterday final. I, I was, gosh. And then after you hear how it ended, you talk about furious. I was like, oh, gosh. Uh, so I was very disappointed in that. Uh, Friday's game. Robert P. has an extra ticket for Friday's game. So there you go. Uh, Jennifer, you can sell your pair and ride up with the Evans Patch Mafia. The truth, Robert says, it's time for Jordan Geronimo to step up his game. Well, it would be 
certainly beneficial to this team. That's that's one that uh, we're yet to see that development in. He's good at what he does, uh, being able to kind of get in there and defend and rebound. He has he's had his moments offensively, but they're like too many guys. There's just no consistency to to the play, and that's the the thing that is mind not necessarily mind boggling, but that it kills you the most. You've got to have consistency in whatever you're doing, or it's not it's just not going to work. So, hopefully, they can find that recipe. But it's December. Teams don't have to be at their best and, 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 and are usually not at their best. Rarely are they at their best in December. You win no championships in December. No trophies are giving out in December. But you want to see your team trending in the right direction. You want to see them making that steady progress. Um, Joe, I think you forgot. we got to go extra five. Uh, Mr. Dave, I am down south, as you can tell, in near Fort Myers, near Fort Myers, and I thought it was going to be crappy weather here, too, raining and all that, but I think we are going to get a nice day today, so I'm going to try to take advantage of that, but uh, the rest of the time, that's not going to be great. Oh, I don't believe, I doubt, doubt at all. I, I guarantee you. He says that he's happy, happy playing in Virginia because they employ Archie's style of play. They just know how to make it work. Um, there's no doubt that Tony Bennett has been a much a very successful coach winning a national championship and continuing to have a, a good program. And it was easy for him to make that adjustment. You're right. You're absolutely right. It just, Indiana could certainly use him um, with what they're needing, especially now after losing, with having the guards go down injured back and forth. But it works out how it works out. And he's going to end up having a happy career that he's happy with. And best wishes to him on there as well. Let's see. So everyone has their Christmas tree up. They got their, their hams. I wish this guy would put blowing stuff behind me with a blower. It's driving me nuts. Makes it hard to concentrate. Joe, what did you... What's that? Say that. I didn't hear you. Good deal, man. Well, I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate everybody. First of all, start off with Dusty Shooty, our co-host, for always being aboard from Outsider.com. Of course, Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News and BTN Analyst, where he'll be spending the rest, most of his job time the uh, rest of the season. Connie Kuzier as well. Big thanks to Joe Producer, who will be filling in today, uh, tomorrow and Thursday 
for uh, John, who is on assignment. Most of all, of course, thanks to you guys. Without you, we've got no reason to be here. Thank you so much. Look forward to doing this again tomorrow. I'm going to tell you, happy Merry Christmas every day. Merry Christmas. Uh, until tomorrow, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio. Actually, no, tonight post game show. I forgot. I'll see you on the radio. Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.